I'm your host, Nikki, and this is the Red Chuck Chronicles podcast, where I share tips, stories, and answer your questions on all things travel related. After traveling to 40 plus countries and counting, I can't wait to show you how simple it can be for you to travel the world. So stick around and enjoy the show. All right. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Hopefully everybody had a good week. Hopefully everyone enjoyed themselves. They're safe. Thank you all for tuning in, all the new listeners that we have out there. It's your host, Nikki. Got a lot of downloads, a lot of uh, listeners this week based on my podcast that I did last week, episode nine, my Mother's Day Travel Tales, Mother's Day edition with my mom. So thanks again to my mom for joining me, being my first guest on my podcast. And thank you all for tuning in and listening and got a lot of good feedback about that episode. So was happy to share, happy to share our experiences with you. And hopefully everyone enjoyed their Mother's Day. I know it's not always a happy day for for those who have lost their moms or their uh, those who are mother figures to them. Um, so I know that that's not necessarily a, a joyous day always, but hopefully some memory of your mother or your the mother figure in your life who may no longer be here brought you some some type of joy, some type of smile. Let's take a quick pause for the cause. Thanks for listening, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. All I ask is that you take a quick screenshot of your phone, and then you post it to your social media pages, and you hashtag Red Chuck Chronicles, and ask your friends and your families to subscribe and like the show. Thanks for listening to my quick commercial break. Now let's get back into the episode. So this week, I want to get into part two of travel travel basics, right? So a couple of episodes ago, I shared things that you should know before you go. So this week, I want to talk to you, episode 10, I want to talk to you about some travel basics as it pertains to, you know, you've booked your trip, you're, you're, you're ready to go, you've packed your bag, hopefully you've packed reasonably and don't have too many extra clothes in your baggage. And now you're headed to the airport or, or, you know, your trip is right around the corner. Maybe it's the next day you're flying out or the next morning. So I'm going to talk about a couple of tips and some basic things that maybe you should consider or you've never considered before. Maybe it's not new to you, but either way, I just want to share with you on today. So one of the first things that I want to talk about, and I posted it on my IG page for Travel Tip Tuesday, is downloading your airline app. So whatever airline that you're flying with, it's important that you download that app ahead of time because you can use that to check in. You actually actually can use it for your boarding pass, right? You don't necessarily have to print out your boarding pass. Some people like to do that still and just have the paper with them, but it's easy enough to just download it on your phone and then you can literally use your phone and scan that when you get to the airport 
Also, another good idea or reason why you should download the airline app is if anything happens with your flight. So say your flight gets delayed, say your gate changes, you know, once you get to the airport, you get through security and everything like that. If your gate changes, usually it'll send you a a notification. Another good reason is once you say you have a layover before you get to your final destination. Also, once I get, you know, once the plane, as soon, typically as soon as the plane lands, I'll turn my phone off of airplane mode. And then all, if you're still in country, all of your messages will start to pop up that you missed while you were, you know, off of the grid in terms of your phone. And then also, again, you'll get any notifications. You'll be able to make sure that you, you know what your next gate is um, for your next leg of your flight. And also if anything has changed, you will have that information sent to you as well. So that's a good reason why you should download the app for the airline. Also, sometimes they have in-flight entertainment. So depending on what airline you're flying with, you can download it, have it on your phone, and then you can sometimes watch in-flight movies. So those are some reasons why I think it's important for you to download the airline app. And then another app that you can download ahead of time is some, some airports have an app. And in that case, that information will tell you, sometimes it'll tell you the the wait times in terms of security lines. So you can see how busy an airport is. You can see the layout of the airport. So again, if you know, if you have a connecting flight in an airport that you're not necessarily familiar with, you can download the app or you can at least go online and look at it. If they don't necessarily have an app that you can download, you can go online ahead of time and look and understand you know, if you land in this particular area, maybe you land in terminal A, but you have to go to B about how far that might be and things like that. So you can kind of understand from a timing perspective how much, how long it might take you. So those are two apps that you can download prior to heading to the airport. And another tip that I wanted to share with you is understand where you're going, right? Where you live. So for instance, I live in a a state and my closest airport is a pretty small airport. So it's not as busy. It's not a really big airport. So in terms of how early should you get to the airport, you know, sometimes it tells you two to three hours. You, if you don't fly often, you really need to be respectful of the time that they tell you. And particularly when you're traveling in another country. So like if you go to an island somewhere or another country, I think I'm trying to remember which island it was. I believe it might've been Cuba or maybe it was Cartagena, Colombia. One place that I went to or country that I went to specifically when we were landing, the pilot and the uh, stewardess, they told us, do not get to the airport any less than three hours ahead of time. And that's because, you know, you got to go through customs and things like that. When you're leaving certain countries or every country, when you're leaving the country, you want to make sure you give yourself enough time. One, I'm not a track star, so I'm really not about that. I'm running to my gate life. That That is not for me. I have done that in the past. And a lot of times it wasn't of my own doing. It was traveling with other people and being late or whatever. So I try to be mindful of that. And I would just rather relax and sit in the 
sit at the airport a little bit longer and not be stressed out about potentially missing my flight and just sitting there, read a book, listen to some music. I don't know, do whatever you need to do, but I would much rather that. I'm definitely not that person that's going to push it to the last minute. There are those people, but I don't need that extra added stress, especially if I'm traveling. I'm going to get a break. I'm going to be away to relax, to rejuvenate, whatever the case may be. I don't need to be doing all of that. So that's, that's something that I think you should be respectful of in terms of understanding how soon you need to be to the airport, especially if you don't have like TSA pre-check or something like that, where maybe you can get in a shorter line. And especially now during these, um, with the pandemic and air travel starting to open back up, even more for people getting, you know, a lot more comfortable with flying again. Security lines have been much longer than maybe they used to be or that you're typically used to. So I would just say, give yourself a little bit of extra buffer just to make sure, again, that you're not standing in a long security line, panicking, trying to ask people, excuse me, excuse me, I'm going to miss my flight and trying to see if you can get up front or cut. Who needs that stress? You don't need that stress. So don't do it, sis. Don't do it, brother. I think the other thing that I would say is in terms of planning and giving yourself time, understanding from a layover perspective. So if you're flying and I'm talking to those who live in the U.S., maybe it's not as bad from a domestic perspective. You know, if you have like a 20 minute layover or something that's pretty tight, because anything could happen, you can be delayed, you know, by five or 10 minutes from where you originally depart. And that could ultimately lead to you missing your flight if you have a tight layover. But especially if you are traveling out of the country and you don't have a direct flight to your destination, be mindful of the time between flights. Because a lot of these international airports especially if you're flying into like a major hub, for instance, Frankfurt, nothing against Germany because I do love the country, but I don't particularly care for Frankfurt airport. And I say that because it's pretty large. And typically when you fly into there, you don't necessarily land right at the terminal when you deplane, you get bussed from the plane to the terminal. So you have to wait for the bus to fill up. And then you have to get brought over to the terminal. And then you figure out where you go from there. And then also another thing that sometimes happens when you're in, in another country and you have a layover that we as Americans aren't necessarily used to if you don't fly a lot internationally is that you have to go through security again. So it's not like when we fly domestically here And, you know, once you're in the airport, you're in the airport. So when you go through security at your home uh, or your original destination airport, you go through security, you know, you, you you get inside your home airport and you may buy some snacks and different things like that. And then you go to your next stop. So say if I was flying from New York to Chicago and then to... California. Once I get land in Chicago, I can freely walk around the airport as long as I don't leave 
the screened area and I'm already inside, I'm not going to have to go through security again. But that is definitely not the case when you are flying internationally. In some countries, it's even worse. For example, like I'm saying, in Frankfurt, you're going to have to go through customs and you're going to have to go through security again. It's as if you are entering the airport for the first time. So if you have water and things like that, liquids and stuff, you got to take off your shoes and take out your electronics and do all of that again. They are not fast. I repeat, they are not fast. And that is one reason why I do not like flying through that airport. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter if you're business class and you're in a shorter line. It just always seems to move slow because a a lot of times when I was flying through that airport, it was on business. So I might have been in a shorter line, but that doesn't mean you're going to go quicker. So those are some things to consider. I know when I've flown through Asia, you go through security when you get through the airport. You might have to go through security if you have a layover in one of those countries. And then you go through security again when you get to the actual gate. So the gates are closed off and they screen. I mean, your stuff goes through the x-ray machine again and you go through the x-ray machine as well again. So these are things that you have to consider when you have layovers or when you have to, when you're going through the airport at these other countries, you have to understand what the security measures might be so that you give yourself enough time. Because again, you don't want to be just mindlessly roaming around thinking you have all the time in the world and now you got to go back through security and you didn't consider that or you bought a whole bunch of water and stocked up on snacks and different things like that not understanding that you might have to throw all that stuff out so that's another tip for you i would say my next tip is if you can invest in tsa pre-check i know a lot more people are doing it so some people think maybe it's losing some of its benefit, but it's definitely less of a hassle because you don't have to take off shoes. You don't have to, you know, do a lot of the things that you would if you were just in a regular um, line. And in some cases, the line is much quicker. If you are still without TSA pre-check, I'd say if you can, no offense, but try to get, you know, behind someone who maybe looks like they're a business traveler because they're probably traveling lighter and they go through this often. So they go through security a lot quicker in terms of putting their stuff on the belt and understanding what they need to do. Sometimes being behind families can take a little bit more time. And, you know, those are just some some tips. And if you're going to get TSA pre-check, I would say just automatically also get global entry. And it's an extra $15. So in total, it's $100. If you just do TSA pre-check, I think it's about $85. They both last for five years. And I say, go ahead. and It's worth get, paying the extra $15 to get the global entry as well. Because if you do intend to go out of the country um, on an international trip, it's just easier when you come back in from a customs perspective. You go through a different line and I would say 80 to 90% of the time that line moves extremely fast in terms of, you know, getting through customs. So that's something to invest in. There's also something called clear and that's more in the U S and that's similar to like a TSA pre-check. It's a different line. I don't have clear, but 
you know, it's only at certain airports as well. TSA pre-check is more throughout the United States, but clear is only at certain airports. So that's something else that you can look into as well. And I think for my final tip, something that I want to talk about from an airport perspective is if you have the opportunity, definitely invest in a lounge. And that's been one of the best investments that I've made in terms of, I have something called a priority pass and it gives you access to a lot of different lounges throughout different countries when I'm traveling, especially if I have a layover or even if I just get to the airport early and I don't want to sit just out on, you know, out at a gate or something, or I'm not going to a restaurant, I'll go check and see ahead of time they have like an app and I'll just check and see which lounges take the priority pass. It actually comes with a credit card that I have, but you can get the priority pass itself. Or you can, in some cases, you can purchase a one-day pass for a lounge. Some lounges allow you to do that as well. And it's definitely a great investment because I can't tell you how many times maybe a flight has been delayed and I'm able to go to the lounge. Now, if you are flying business or first class, typically you get those perks with the ticket. But if you're not and you're just flying regular economy, which I do a lot from a personal perspective, then you have a priority pass. You have access to the lounge where they have food, they have drinks, alcohol in some cases, but you know, regular soda, water, fruit, food. Um, So you can go in and have a meal. And it's just a really nice thing to not have to worry about, you know, relaxing or killing time. And in some cases I've, I've had where I couldn't, like the, the airport was pretty busy or there was a lot going on or something and they weren't necessarily allowing you to utilize the priority pass because I think like flights were delayed or there was something where like a lot of the lounges were full. So they gave priority to business and first class individuals, but that's only happened to me one time. Any other time that I've traveled, I've been able to find at least one lounge where I can go in and sit, you know, free Wi-Fi and all those types of things. So it's, it's definitely a good investment. I would highly recommend it. And I'll just say in terms of a lot of the things that I talked about today, I'll kind of give you a little example. So in 2017, yeah, in 2017, I took a trip the week of Thanksgiving. Me and a friend, we went to South Africa for about five days or so. And we had a long layover in Switzerland. So we were in Zurich. So we decided to take advantage of the long layover. So that's another thing that you can do. If you get a good flight deal, right? I talked about flight deals on the last Travel Basics. If you get a good flight deal and you have a long layover, I think our layover was like, I would say 12 hours, 12. Yeah, maybe it was about 12 hours. We got there early in the day and our flight out to South Africa to Um, Johannesburg was not until later that night. So what we decided was, okay, we have a long layover. Let's leave the airport and take a tour. So that's what we ended up doing. We, we left the airport. I, I looked up online that, you know, we could go somewhere. I, I don't remember. It wasn't far from the airport. And then we were able to take a tour 
and we we did that and that is the case in some in some instances airports have that right they know sometimes you know there's long layovers in the, in a particular airport so they will have that setup where you can straight from the airport take a tour and so i would say look into that take advantage of it cuz it was two trips in one right we took advantage of the long layover we got out we took a tour of Zurich and saw the sites and did that. And then we came back to the airport. Of course, we had to go through customs again, check in, do all, go through security and everything like that. And then we went to the lounge and we went to the lounge and this particular lounge that we went to, we were able to reserve time and take showers. And we took a shower after having been out all day. They had a nice room where you reserve it and all the the different things. And we took a shower, changed clothes, and then we were able to get ready for our flight, which was an overnight flight to Johannesburg. And so those are just some of the the things that you can consider, some of the the options that are out there and that are available um, when you're traveling and things to know that you can do in the airport. And there are some really nice airports too. And for instance, Singapore airport, I've been to Singapore, but when I went, I wasn't really thinking about, oh, let me explore this airport. I was traveling for business. And so I just kind of hung out in the lounge most of the time. And in that instance, my flight was delayed. But I believe they have like a zoo or some kind of like botanical garden. It's a pretty large airport, but they have a lot of nice things in there for you to like view and go around and look at because it is, again, it's a major hub in terms of that that area of the world. And so there are definitely perks within an airport that you can take advantage of. So hopefully this podcast was informative. Hopefully it provided you with a little bit more information of some of the things that you should consider when traveling from an airport perspective and gave you some more general knowledge from a travel basics perspective. I'm your girl, Nikki, signing out. Hope you enjoyed this evening's podcast. Peace. That's it for this week's episode of the Red Chuck Chronicles podcast. If you have feedback or questions on tonight's episode or anything travel related, hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Red Chuck Chronicles. But before you go, make sure you click subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss the next episode. I'm your host, Nikki. Wishing you adventure and beautiful sunsets as you travel the world. Thanks for listening. See you next Thursday. Same time, same place. Peace.